wow, if I could get some of that, whatever that is in my life, it would totally change me. You know, it, it would just make a total difference. I didn't realize it at the time, but you know, when you have the beauty of looking back on your life, you, you look on your life and you're like, you know, there was a process that started way back. And I learned that when you find people that have that and they have that process, I think it helped me to evolve, not only physically, but you know, mentally and spiritually. Not Others with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. We've got a special guest on the show today. His name is Brian Miller. Brian's a friend of ours. We've He's been in my life in and out for decades. Uh, your life as well, Tim. Yeah. And he yeah. is quite an accomplished martial artist. Brian, let's have a little fun. We'll start off with this. May 7th, 1994. Not to throw you a curveball, put you on the spot, but does that date ring a bell to you at all? May 7th, 1994. I think that was when uh, around Black Belt. Yes, yes. See, I got to be honest. I would not have known that myself other than my certificate is sitting in my office right here, our studio, right in front of my face. It's the only reason I knew that date. But I say that (laughs) date because, uh, you know, uh, Brian and I training under you, Tim, that was the date that we got our first degree black belt in what we call stand-up. And and then since that time, your style has progressed so much to incorporate so much more than that. And Brian's whole martial arts journey has gone on. We'll talk about that as well. But yeah, that's we got our black belts together. And I just have super fond memories of training with you back in the day, all through the 80s and 90s. And and yeah. it's just a pleasure to good have times, you on the show. Good times. Yeah, and Brian, sure. you too, you know, I just actually, for, uh, first I want to thank you for taking the time to do the podcast. And, you know, everybody's busy these days. And also, thanks for coming back in my life. Um, it's been good to see you and your son training together and you teaching at your level and what you're offering the students. Everybody's just sucking it up. And it's just great. And, you know, likewise, yeah, likewise, it, it's it, been great all the way around. It's been good. And, you know, I, I see all these people that um, as we get older, we age, we adjust, yep. um, but we're, yep. we still have a lot to offer, you know. And so uh, Brian and I got into this conversation the other day and, and his journey has taken him from meeting him when I think you were at 14, something like that. Uh, I was 15 when I started training with you. Yeah. yeah. And Brian always understood how to seize opportunity, how to get better. And um, as he progressed, he progressed out of my system. He got into the jujitsu system, uh, became uh, highly competitive. But even when Brian was in the school, he always pushed. He pushed me and he made me better. He made me think about things that I was lacking, different things and my weaknesses rather than my strengths. Brian always did that, even as a young man. So fast forward, here we are so many years later, and now I see him again, and I see his son, and I, I see it all coming together again. It's, it's just a wonderful gift. I'm very blessed, and the experience has been great. But the conversation we had was great because you kind of took me through your journey and how you pursued greatness, and to find greatness in yourself, you had to find a strong leader. Um, just, just, let's go back on that story. Just tell me a little bit about it. So when I went through the journey in karate, I was always intrigued by it. Um, And I don't know if you guys actually know this, um, but really what kind of got me interested in martial arts, I was bullied as a kid a little bit. Back Mm -hmm. in when I was in elementary school, I always had this feeling like I just, you know, I I wanted to gain confidence, you know, and I wanted to. You know, it was more of a, it was almost as much a physical as it was a internal journey for me. Um, and uh, when I moved in ninth grade, we actually moved at the bottom uh, of Eagle Point there. And uh, I was close enough 
that um, I got I convinced my parents that if I could, if I could just pay half, um, would you let me train? And I scrounged and I cut lawns and I did all kinds of things. And my parents eventually agreed because money was tight back then. You know, my parents we you know we didn't always have the brand new everything, so it was it wasn't easy. But they agreed to pay half if I paid half. And the other condition was I I don't know if you know this, but I had to ride my bike back and forth to uh, practice every day too. That I knew, uh, yeah. Through all all kinds of weather. Um, <laughs> sometimes my mother would have pity on me and she would drive me if it rained. But uh, I ha- I did that as part of, um, and I would even ride up there sometimes when we got the opportunity to, um, you know, use the back room. But one of the things I wanted to, I guess, talk about, and I kind of spun off the thought from our conversation the other day was the journey. And, and I know you guys have talked about some of these things before, but the journey of of finding someone that you want to learn from and then trusting that process. And, and I think that is something that it's lacking a little bit in our society today. I think with the, you know, everybody wanting the quick fix and, you know, just being able to get, you know, results. I, I want to lose weight in, in two months. And, you know, the idea that finding someone who knows more than you, and that started when I was younger and I didn't realize this when I was a kid, it was just, okay, um, I want to get good at karate. And I saw you move, and I saw some of the other black belts move, and I was like, wow, you guys just had a certain confidence, a certain aura about you that I was just like intrigued with. And I, and I, I remember watching like Bruce Lee and some of the other people, and I was just like, wow, if I could get some of that, whatever that is in my life, it would totally change me. You know, It, it would just make a total difference. And um, – I didn't realize it at the time, but you know, when you have the beauty of looking back on your life, you, you look on your life and you're like, you know, there was a process that started way back. And I learned that when you find people that have that and they have that process, and I was fortunate enough, I think, to find a really good martial arts school. Uh, kudos to you, Tim. But to find a really good school, I think it helped me to evolve, not only physically, but you know, mentally and spiritually. And it taught me that I could put all I want into something. And this is what I didn't like about being in other sports. Sometimes you'd be on the team and you know, there's, there's lessons to be learned there too. But sometimes there's favoritism and sometimes maybe your efforts don't always stand out as well as you would like. But when you're, when you're in the martial arts, it's, it's you, man. It's you. And, and, and yeah, there's other people there pushing you, but you have your own journey. And you are the one at the end of the day that has to answer to you. And I, and I was like, you know, if I can find someone like you and I can learn from, you know, that can push me to a new height. And that was the start of this process that I didn't even realize was a process yet. I just knew that there was something good there. And that's where I started. And then when I got to around my 20s, early 20s, I started um, really being interested in a lot of philosophies that Bruce, Bruce Lee uh, started and developed. And I was like, you know, I really like his ideas. And that's what kind of around the same time the UFCs came out. And that's when I started thinking, well, you know what? Let's, let's see what this stuff's all about. Because here I see this guy and he's like shooting in on people, taking them down pretty much at will. And this was the first couple of UFCs. The guy's name was Hoist Gracie. And he's shooting in, taking these guys down at will. And these other guys are just like karate guys, boxers, you name it. And they're not, they're not having a really hard time figuring this out. I was like, you know, I spent so long learning stand-up martial arts, and I learned a great process, but maybe there's more to be learned 
in another area too. And that's when I was like, you know what? I need to go find these guys. I need to humble myself and go check this stuff out. And there was a school in Princeton, New Jersey. And I went to go check it out. And uh, I, I'll tell you, the first time I went there, and I was a pretty good, I was pretty much a black belt almost in you know, karate. I'm thinking I'm pretty good. So I go there. These guys pretty much, I go to spar and they pretty much humble me the first time I go. And uh, I actually walked away there and I was like, well, I can either humble myself and I can learn or I can walk away and leave this school and just pretend like, you know, I, I don't have to come back. And I decided to come back the next week. And I said, you know, there's something good here. If I humble myself, I can learn. I can learn something that a lot of people don't know. And maybe I can become really, really good in another area. And that's just kind of like the process. And I knew it was going to take a long, long time. But that was the thing I, I was saying before. I think it's just like this idea that you have to take a realistic timeline when you are studying under somebody to really get good. And, I, and I, remember, I remember too that at that same time, jujitsu was coming in and I looked at it the same way. The concepts were different. And again, the Bruce Lee thing is adapt, learn, throw out what is not necessary and what doesn't work, kind of throw out the garbage, but recycle what's good. So I started looking at it too, except I couldn't leave the dojo. So uh, other people in the school started bringing it back. And that started the process of us learning uh, a little bit more about ground and other parts that I hadn't even touched back then. And that's how yeah. the system, and I think it's a progressive mind. If you, if you call the style eclectic, like Bruce Lee said, use the word eclectic or you use the word progressive, that means you step out of the box. You don't stay in the yeah. box. You step yeah. out of the box. Brian, so like you said, you had two options when you left that school, the jiu-jitsu school in Princeton, New Jersey. You could either pretend like it didn't happen and inflate your ego and be like, ah, that was just a one-off type thing and I'm yep, better than yep. that and I don't need that in my life anyway. I'm quite an accomplished stand-up fighter because listen, for listeners, he is very skilled, very talented. He worked hard for that, but he could have, you probably could have been a, a champion kickboxer, a champion boxer. I mean, just in, in stand-up, you were the cream of the crop, all right? And I loved training with you for that reason because you pushed me, you made me better and so many other people better as well. My question is, what made you go? I get that you humbled yourself and that's admirable. That's a good trait. It's a great value to have. But you could have been like, nope, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want to begin another journey of at least five, six, seven years just to sort of get good. What gave you that hunger again? That, as they say, the eye of the tiger. Where did that come from? Well, I think, honestly, I just felt it kind of resurged almost what I felt that first day when I came into Hoover Karate. It was that idea when you walk in that door, there's so much to learn. And it really opened my eyes to that fact that, you know, you can always keep learning and, and the martial arts. And when I went in there and I was just like, you know, if I stop and humble myself and learn this, this is going to open up a whole nother area of my training that I never thought before. And, and I, it could make me, you know, even a better martial artist that I never thought was possible because so many people didn't know this stuff was very new to our country. It was just, you know, up and coming. And, uh, I was just like, you know, if I want to be the best or I want to be the best I can be at this, 
this is where it's at. And I need to follow these guys. Let me take a step back, though. Let's get away from martial arts. And here's why. Because I think you have so much. You've accrued a lot of life wisdom over the years. And it could be in business. It could be somebody that, uh, you know, is facing bankruptcy and then they recover, but then they face it again. Or it could be a sickness or just adversity in life. And there's a lot of people that might be like, I can't do it. I can't go through it again. I just can't. No, I, I just came out of that. No, no. It comes down to this fight or flight. Right. In, in everything. Yep. I have a friend yep. of mine that's going through major um, major bone cancer right now. And he, he's going to survive because he has it. I know he has it. Um, it comes down to everything. Yeah. So when you recognize it in yourself, as Brian said, there's a working process going on. When I started the martial arts too, it, it changed the schematics in my brain. It remapped mm-hmm. me. I, th- I thought different. And so yeah. my, my marriage needed work. I needed work on me. Um, the, the progressive nature of thinking fight or flight is constant. It's hard to give that up. You don't need to give that up. You just need to transition to things that are going to continue to make you better so that you're still 100% you and that you have the potential to live life at its greatest level, whatever you're doing. I, I, and a lot of people back away. They lose the first time. So and they back away. And that's what I'm saying. How do we all get that? Because Brian's a living example. It's, you're an example of how do how does a listener get that where they're like, I don't have it in me. I don't have that fight. No, it, it, comes down to, you don't. it comes down to suffering, sacrifice, okay. yeah. time. Like Brian said initially, he mowed lawns. He made money. He had to pay half his wages. That's sacrifice. Yeah. That's suffering. Then he had to ride his bicycle up at school. It, we say, Brian says, it's, it's uphill both ways, always. And the, the yeah. minute you think you can sit in that recliner and grab a bag of Fritos, it's over. Bingo. I don't care what age you are. Another thing I would say is it's always a struggle. I said that battle never stops. It happens every day when you're coming out to work out. It's like that, that mental challenge. You know, it's that whole idea of getting comfortable being uncomfortable day in and day out. And the other thing is I would say is the reason why I didn't stop is because I'm a little bit stubborn. Like, And, and that's maybe a blessing and a curse. But I want to be – if I want to be the best, I sometimes I put 100% into it. And I think, Tim, you said this to me and it stuck with me. You said to me, if you want to do something, Brian, don't let it stop you. Put your whole heart and soul into it. Don't let anything stop you. And I still remember that to this day. He said it to me as a teenager. Yeah. And that thought stuck with me. And I, and I took that thought with me. And all these little thoughts that you take when you, when you take on really good coaches and mentors, in a way you were a mentor too. You know, I didn't know it then, but some of these thoughts carried with me and helped change me into the person I am today. Yeah, well, thank you. And, you know, now here you are. You're 48. And yeah. you have yeah. uh, three children, I believe. Yeah. Um, your one daughter's getting ready for graduating soon, am I right? Yeah, she just learned that, just got her driver test, and uh, she's test. a junior, yeah. So, so again, the transition changes. Now you're, you're a parent, a mentor to your children, and all the other things that happen in life um, on a larger scale, it's still about being the best at what you do, whether you're a parent... <laughs> Um, or whether you're a martial artist, or whether you're a businessman, it doesn't matter. Um, and it, mm-hmm. it, that initial learning stage of relearning that, and you always had it, and it's just that you had to start believing in it. Once you start believing, it, it's a passion that never stops. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. For more on our way of life through the martial arts, subscribe to our podcast, AttackLifeNotOthers.com. This has been a Steve Mittenin social media creation. Steve Mittenin social media.com.